With me tonight, very, very special guest, we have the one, the only, Mr. David Howard Thornton, a.k.a. Art the Clown. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you? I'm doing great. Doing good. Can't complain too much. Surviving as best I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hey, with that being said, um, I know you guys were in production with Terrifier 2. Now, that had to kind of uh, cease and assist for a while, I'm assuming. Yeah, we, we were um, in the middle of filming when we had to go into lockdown here in New York, so that kind of sucked. But, um, you know, it, the good thing was we were almost done anyway, so I think I have maybe like four or five more days left on set. So uh, we're looking to hopefully start filming again in late June because we're already opening up parts of New York, like upstate New York where we're filming. So that's, that, that's very positive looking for us because we were filming out in the middle of nowhere. We, had our, we built our own little studio out in the middle of Amish country. So <laughs> I think we're pretty safe out there from the virus. So. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So, so what have you been doing during a quarantine to occupy your time? <laughs> oh, God, just a bunch of video games, watching a lot of movies and uh, doing a few podcasts here or there. So, you know, it's like just entertaining myself as much as possible. Whatever you can do without getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I still yeah, manage I to get in trouble, though. That's the sad thing. <laughs> Even by yourself, damn you. Oh, it's so sad. I'm like, oh, man, what did I do now? <laughs> well, uh, so I'll tell you what, be before we dive right into Terrifier 2, which I know is probably one of the most highly anticipated sequels uh, that, that's been coming out within the last few years, because mm -hmm. let, let's face it, Terrifier came out and has just swept the entire horror industry yes yeah, uh, you know and I, I gotta ask all right so you, you can you can go through and look at clown characters in the horror realm if you wanted mm -hmm. um you know you've got pennywise and of course captain spaulding and so forth but even on top of that you could even go as far as to say horror icons You've got your Michael Myers, you've got your Freddy Kruegers, and so forth. And how does it feel after one film to have, let's face it, you have that horror icon status now? It's it's that was very surprising. I mean, it usually takes you know a few movies <laughs> for like a character to be big like that. So um, it is. So, yeah, we weren't expecting that at all. <laughs> Congratulations with that. But it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's really surprising. And I've got to admit, I enjoy the film. Um, mm -hmm. You honestly made that movie, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you the way you drove the character as art, your... Man, if they could have given an award for an actor that had no lines in a movie, it definitely would have gone to you. I mean, well, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to – I know that probably sounds – that didn't come out quite right, but – No, I got you. 
<laughs> I mean, the way you portrayed, and, and honestly, I'd like to know how much um, inspiration, when they said action, I mean, you came to life mm-hmm. when that camera was rolling. Now, where did all that come from? How much practicing did you have to do? I mean, you know, you, you do your audition mm-hmm. and you have to be able to present yourself because, you know, you want the role. So you got to beat everybody else out. But you right. brought that character to life. What was it that you brought out that other people didn't? Where did that come from within you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. There must be something wrong with me. But no, no, it really comes from like, I, I just, my whole entire life, I've been doing a, a lot of physical comedy, a lot of, you know, that, that type of, you know, I, I, did, I grew up doing a lot of children's theater. And so that's usually a lot more physical than most uh, theater is because kids are more into the visual and the auditory type of humor. Uh, or verbal humor, I guess you could say. But um, it, so I, I, I've just been honing that craft my whole entire life. So it, it comes to me naturally now. So it's like they just say action and I just start doing whatever comes to my mind. <laughs> so kid theater to literally slicing a woman from, from neck to growing. Yeah. Not bad. Quite a step. <laughs> Not bad. I like that. I, I do. So, uh, all right. So it's it's so odd not not odd but the characters that you've played art the clown and you've been in gotham mm-hmm. nightwing you've always yes. had a, a a character if that makes sense correct um you know and i i've seen your pictures of you as the joker and i think i think it looks phenomenal thank you thank you I really do. Which makes me ask, who's your favorite Joker? Outside oh, my, of course. My favorite Joker, um, like I, I always have to separate between um, like live action and like uh, uh, animation. But I would say overall, it would be Mark Hamill's performances. I, I think just vocally, he was able to really capture the true essence of the Joker of the comic books, and he was the most accurate version you could find. Good. But. Oh. But if you're going to go with live action, I would say the most accurate version to the comic book, especially the comic book at the time, would have been Cesar Romero. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I've got to agree with you. You know, I mean, the, the films that are coming out now, I mean, they're phenomenal. The mm-hmm. acting is great, but it's just it's hard to beat some of the originals in, in certain aspects. Yes. Yes, and they don't stick to the comic. That they don't stick to the true essence of the character. They're trying to do something new with him and trying to, you know, change his look and trying to change his personality even. And and I'm like, no, 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 no. If you change any of that, then that's not the Joker. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. you just stick to the source material, folks. It's that you'll get a better product that way, and people will be happier that way. Uh, agreed. Yeah, you bring something new to the table. Well, like you said, it's not the same character. It's it's cousin. Or yeah. a little further, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. no. no that, that was my 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 issue with uh the, the movie Joker, was that you know as great as uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance in the film was, mm-hmm. that was not the Joker of the comic book by any means, and it was just because he, the Joker in that film was just things would happen around him, and right. it, just, it was more like he was just 
think almost like he was in a sitcom in a way. It was like, oh, well, that happened. Okay, that worked out great. You know, he wasn't a, 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 the master strategist that the Joker actually is, where he's got everything planned out. He is he is in control of the chaos. And that's the difference between those two characters. This version of the Joker was not, he was, chaos would erupt around him. He was just like, well, okay, let's just go with it. And Joker, you know, the comics, is in control of all of that. He's got it all mapped out. Like if he went on that talk show, he would know that if he killed the host on the talk show, that would launch the people of Gotham into this rage, this madness, and they would go out looting. And he would know that would, the Waynes would be at the theater that night, and they would walk out, and someone, one of these people rioting would kill the Waynes. He would have that all mapped out. True. Very, very true. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I enjoyed the film. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've seen it. Twice now at home. Yeah. Uh, definitely different takes on it. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it was a great film, though, like standalone film itself. is like, even if, I, I think it would have been just as good if it didn't have any of the Batman elements, maybe even better, because that those were the things I was kind of like, that's not Joker. <laughs> so it kind of yeah, took me no, out of it for I, a second there. More, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I was really surprised at the controversy that the film brought with it as far oh, as potential yeah. In, in society and so yeah. forth but like they were also like they, they, they were building up so con- so much controversy around it because of the violence in the movie i'm like oh that's nothing this is nothing compared to any basic slasher that's out there you, you think this is controversial uh-uh, no that's that's nothing <laughs> that's why i you know i uh, i oh god hollywood movies can i'm sorry they can kiss both sides of my ass i kept waiting for these huge horrific violent scenes to happen yeah and i've seen I'm, so much it, worse in films that came out in the 70s oh my god all right so the the one guy came over to his apartment and he smashed his head into the wall yeah okay. i've seen There's worse than tarantino film <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i don't know i just uh whatever i know i, was, I, I think they were just doing that to put butts in seats like let's build up controversy around this so people are like oh we have to see what this is about now no, good point. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was all part of it. It was just hype. They were just trying to hype it in any way they could. Like, well, let's just say this is going to be controversial. It's got these shocking scenes in it. So people right. are like, like, well, I want to see what everybody's talking about, so I'm going to go see it. And it worked. Right. They made billions. Oh, it'll make a different fist, I'm sure, with it. Yeah. So how? So you're in good, in obviously, with good communication, um, going back with the Terrifier, with Damien, mm-hmm. um, writing, directing part two. Um, how's he been doing? Take, taking all the all the the newfound success. With oh, he's he's doing good. He, Damien's Damien. He he's like the most chill, like low key guy you will ever meet. It's like it seems like nothing bothers him. It's so funny. It's like we we can have chaos erupting on set, like you know different thing different things just falling apart and stuff like that. We're like everybody else is like in panic mode, and Damien's just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen him lose it on set once. It's just like. it's amazing it's absolutely amazing because we've had setbacks it happens on sets like we're 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 trying to get everything done in one night and it's just not going to happen we're like crap we got to come back another day to do this and we're like oh gosh now we're tight on funding because you know our budget and stuff like that and he's Mm -hmm. like well we just got to come back another day and finish (laughs) 
It's <laughs> <laughs> just how it is. And the producers are like, what the, no, 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 we can't do this. Like, Phil, we got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. I mean, hey, you know what? At least he's good to work with as opposed yeah. to being the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Because I've dealt with those type of directors. Oh, boy. Oh. It's just... I, I love that's what I love about Damien is like I, I, I've had my moments where I've you know when it's like hour 17 and I'm just dead tired and they're like hey let's do this next scene I'm like are we doing another scene <laughs> it's like we got to be back on set in five hours <laughs> you know, and, hey speaking of being on set so how long does it take you to get into costume ready to be in front of the camera yeah, it takes me about three hours at least to get into all that. And that's when I get to be nice and pristine clean art with before all the blood and the battle damage. So just like, you know, sometimes it takes even longer because we have to match up all the blood splatters and stuff like that to previous days of filming. So we have to pull up, you know, previous shots. Okay, where was this splatter? Where was this? You know, so it's, it can be an arduous process. But, you know, it's gotten to where it like um kind of flies by pretty quickly now for me when I'm sitting in the chair. I, I don't know how that happens. It's, it's funny how that goes. Like when, you know, back when I was waiting tables, it seemed like a shift would last forever. Now I'm sitting in the chair. I'm like, that's it already been three hours. Wow. <laughs> well, so with, with Terrifier, you, it seemed were nonstop with the conventions. Mm-hmm. I see tons of people and you've always got such a nice, big, happy face. Uh, with everyone posting photos online and so forth. How has crowd response been for you? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's just, it's one, it's been so just amazing to see the response that we've gotten from people. And it's like, and I saw such a difference in response before we released on Netflix and after Netflix, because I think Netflix really just launched us out to the world because, you know, it just made us easier to access to so many people. So, so many sure. people were able to discover, and people are still discovering the film, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. But just like, I mean, just seeing the response though, like the, the lines that we get at our table is just, is blows my mind when I'm sitting next to, you know, Jason and Mike Myers and I, I've got a line just as long as theirs. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, I, I'm just me. Those are legends. <laughs> that's, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's what I mean. You know, comparing it after, after one film yeah. and there you are with the, you know, with the same status, I think it's it just, it's amazing. I, I I almost feel like an imposter. It's like imposter syndrome sets in. I'm like I don't deserve this kind of line. I'm like this is this is Jason Voorhees over here. This is this, this is you know Kane Hodder, the man himself. Right. <laughs> it's like that's Bill Mosley over there. It's just like they, these guys have been around doing this for ages, and they've been playing so many iconic characters. Like yeah, well, what? <laughs> well, I'm just you know- me. That brings up a good point, you know, with those guys having been around the world a couple times, um, have any of them ran into you, said anything, any, oh. anything? Oh, yeah. There is, that's that's what, you know, when I first started doing conventions, I was so afraid of because I didn't know how they all would respond to me. I, I had this feeling they would just look down at me like, who does this kid think he is? Sure. <laughs> it's like we, but no, it's been the total opposite. They've totally embraced me into the community into the family i guess you could say they're just like yeah you're one of us now man it's just and they're fans of the film as well it's just like the day that bill mosley came over to me and asked me if he could buy a copy of the film and if i could autograph it for him i'm like dude 
I'm giving this to you. This is my honor. I'm like, don't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm amazed. Oh, it's that's just like, awesome. yeah. I'm like, it, it's, it's, these guys are, you know, they're, that's what I love about them. It's like, they all play these horrible characters, these horrible, vile, evil characters on screen. And every single one of them is just the nicest person in real life. It, that's what's, it's, it's so funny how that is because you would think they would just be these, jerks in real life are like no they're just really good at playing that but in real life they're big teddy bears now i i must admit that um yeah i do know kane is kane mm. is quite a sweetheart that, that oh is, kane's you know, hilarious too he cracks me up yeah he, he runs with a fun fun group of people too i'll tell you oh yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I love hanging out with him because he's one of those. He's so personable. He's like, he he's not one of those celebrities at these conventions that goes and hides in his hotel room after he's off the floor. He's out there at the bar, sitting down with everybody, having drinks, and just you know holding court in a way, but in, yeah. in not not in a pretentious way. He's he's just down there with everybody else having fun. And yeah. you know there are a lot of them that do that, and I love seeing that. It's just like they're 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 very you know accepting of their fans and you know, want to spend that time with them because they realize it's the fans that got them where they are. You know the, the horror community is a tight knit group of individuals, and they definitely appreciate stuff like that. They really do. Yeah. You know that those that are there for their you know forty, fifty, hundred dollar autograph and picture, and then just dip right out and run out the door. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got I got to meet them, but they came out and hung out at the bar later yeah. and just super friendly. Those are the things you're going to remember. Yeah, have a good time with. It, that's what really makes an impression on me is when you see that. It's just like I, I like to see that. It just, it speaks volume about that that person's character. <clears throat> well, we're we're definitely hoping for things to clear up here in the the soon near future. That way, all of these conventions conventions can can definitely open back up and we can start resuming our our normal horror ways of life Mm -hmm. um so with that being said terrifier 2 now you said you guys are pretty close to being finished with production correct very close (laughs) are they still looking for a a a 2020 release you think i mean that would be ideal but because right. you know, originally we were hoping for a fall release, so because mm-hmm. you know it's set on Halloween, so we wanted to release around that time of year because it would be perfect. But you know, it's, it's that's the thing with this stupid pandemic; it's just, it's delayed everything. It's right, uh, and you know, we we don't know because you know it's like after we film it and you know edit it, we have to find distribution, and that takes you know sometimes a few months to get all that squared away. So it's just like uh, so like. I, I was talking to Damien about it recently, and it's like we're thinking it's like we would love for fall, but we're thinking realistically it won't happen this fall now because of this whole pandemic. But I mean, it, it'll happen at least. I, I'm thinking early 2021, if you know, you know, that's you know, that's just how it's got to go, you know. Just, yeah. But that we're not the only ones in that boat now. Everybody yeah. in this industry is in that boat right now. Everybody. So it's not just us. It's, yeah, it's unfortunate, no, no. but, you know, we're doing it for the right reasons. That's the thing. It's not like we're having to delay things because of, you know, we're, we're falling behind on things for stupid reasons. We're, we're falling behind because, you know, there's a massive pandemic and we're, we're more concerned about keeping everybody healthy and you right. know, keeping 
people alive instead of you know this so it's like yeah there, there are certain priorities you got to focus on in society and that's that's more important wait a minute so you mean you're not just trying to build the anticipation up some more <laughs> well there's that too <laughs> so anything you want to anything you want to fill us in with part two any surprises any, well, anything you want anything you do want to let us in on yeah well you know i i will say i, I kind of look at part two I, I like calling it t2 because uh, okay. it, it, it is like terminator 2 in that way where terminator 1 was a great film but terminator sure. 2 really took things and you know kicked it up a notch and just oh, yeah. improved on everything you saw in the first film. And that's how Term uh, Terrifier 2 is, too, in a lot of ways. It's like we've taken everything everybody enjoyed about the first film, and we've gone forward with that. We haven't pulled back from anything. Like, our, our, our kills are still way over the top, very violent, very gory. I think they're even more so in this one. Uh, it's like Damien is outdoing himself right now. I mean, All he's right. even taken this time the the, during the pandemic to flesh out some of the kills that we were already going to film, but he's thought of new things to add to them. And so he's building more prosthetics to add to it. So just going over, he's like, let's just swing for the fences. I'm like, okay, sounds great. So I was like, wow, that's going to be insane. <laughs> but oh, I love it. So we're doing that, but then we're adding, you know, more to it. We're improving on things that people had critiques about, especially the plot. You know, we're, we're adding more of a traditional narrative element to this film. So we're, we're fleshing out the, the world around art. We're building up a really good protagonist now. So we're, we're this is her story. We're, we're building her up and helping her become the hero that she's supposed to be. So, so she's someone worthy of going up against art. And I, I love that idea because I love this character so much. She's not your cookie cutter, generic, you know, final girl. She's got a lot of meat to her. You know, she's not a perfect person in any means. And her family's not perfect either. And it's and it deals with her and her family. And I love it. And I right. uh, like her little brother. I love his character. It's, he's a very like Tommy Jarvis type of character in a lot of ways. And so. Uh, and I, the relationship between the two of them and also the the the. the their mother as well is a great relationship because it's a very real relationship. It's not one of those just happy go lucky families. It's a family with problems mm. and you see how those problems have, you know, make her stronger in a lot of ways, I guess you could say. Sure. And I, I, I love that. I love that. So that that's something I'm looking forward to, you know, people saying, cause I think people are really going to love her character and love her as an actress. Cause she's fantastic in this role. Well, I won't ask if there's future plans for a T3 because I don't want you to give any spoilers away for, for T2, obviously. <laughs> but after T2, do you have anything uh, do you have anything lined up down the road? Any future plans afterward? I do, I do. I um there's gonna be another film I'm gonna be filming this fall called Stream that um some of the people that have been helping us with Terrifier and Terrifier 2 are um they are in charge of this film. It's the Fuzz on the Lens guys, uh, their own production company, Fuzz on the Lens. They were our two cops, and um, the exterminator that I decapitate and terrifier, they, they've been helping us. Like uh, Mike Levy, the exterminator, he's our AD for Terrifier 2, and uh, his brother Jason and Steve have been you know, helping us you know, 
do cameras and lighting and all that. They're our go-to guys. They're jacks of all trades and also really good actors too, which is so cool to see. They, they put me to shame, but, uh, but so they, they've got this great idea for a, another horror trilogy, a great franchise. And I, I, I can't, I wish I could say more about it, but I don't want to like, you know, ruin anything for people. I think it's a brilliant idea for a trilogy and it's they're looking to get a lot of people from the horror community involved in it as well which i'm very excited about seeing as well so um, the, the casting some of the casting decisions they've made so far are gonna i'm excited about working with these people so i'm like yes so i've got that and then next year i believe i'm going to be filming a horror western called spirit reckoning where I'm playing a uh, cowboy that's brought back from the dead after he's murdered. He and his family are murdered by these outlaws, and he's hung and burned to death. And he, he's his face is burned off, so it's just a skull. And he's brought back from the dead from this Indian shaman, and so he's on a quest for revenge. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And they they have like a few people already casting as well, like Lou Temple, who's going to be playing one of the main villains. And uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is supposed to be playing my uh, mentor slash uh, best friend. So that's going to be really exciting to film. I've, I, I love I love westerns. I've always wanted to be in a western, so I'm like this is exciting. This is very exciting. So, and it, it's going to be a fun film too. Like it's 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 so it's funny. It's very gory. It's it's going to be something people are going to enjoy. Oh, good. Good. Well, it sounds interesting. That's for sure. Just the uh, the description alone from you has me definitely intrigued in it. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Good. Well, I uh, I definitely want to thank you for your time. Uh, I know you and I have been going back and forth trying to schedule something for quite some time now, mm-hmm. and between my technical difficulties and uh, and your your availability, you've been what to say. You've definitely been a busy man for the for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, which hey, I I'm more than happy to hear you're busy than not. So that that's always a good thing. I can't complain about that. <laughs> uh, but I I want to thank you very much uh, for your time this evening. Um, no problem. I thank definitely wanna, definitely want to wish you well in the future with everything and being safe with this pandemic. My last mm-hmm. question to you is, mm-hmm. what is your all-time favorite horror movie? Ooh, I I don't have an all-time all-time favorite, but I would say my top five would, in no particular order, would be original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, original Halloween, Exorcist, Omen, and Nightmare on Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, all fun, all fun films. I like that a lot. All right. Well, with that being said. David Howard Thornton, thank you so much for your time, for joining us here on the Witching Hour this evening. Oh, you're uh, very welcome. Thank you for having me. Anytime and anytime you want to uh, want or have more you want to want to spill to us, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to have you back anytime. Oh, thank you very much. I look forward to it. We'll have to come back again and talk about Terrifier 2 once it comes out. Once it does, I will definitely be getting a hold of you. <laughs> Sounds great. David, thank you so much. You take care, sir. You as well. Take care.